Here we go. It's that time again. Happy Friday, everybody. It's February 19th. The world is frozen where I am, which is not that normal, uh, being in Richmond, Virginia. And I'm here, as always, with Mac. Oh, wait, I'm not here with Matt Gamble. Um, it's Sarah Phillip coming to hang out with us today. Um, so happy Friday to you, Sarah. Sarah's in Chicago, so it's cold as it's supposed to be. Um, but how's it going over there? It's going okay. This whole week, I've had a little chunk of ice slash snow over my shoulder just to remind people of you know what what we're going through up here but um yeah happy friday happy friday we made it through another week so everyone knows mac is chilling on a beach somewhere in the caribbean he ducked out right at the right time to avoid all the snow and ice and freezing uh here in richmond at rhq um but luckily we have backup And Sarah's going to help us dive into some stuff today. So I think what we wanted to get into was start talking a little bit about um, the role of accountability in online coaching, the the unique opportunity that coaching remotely actually provides for better accountability in a relationship, but also given the season that we find ourselves in, how might that be different to navigate times like these um, with the clients you're working with? So... um, Love that we have the opportunity to kind of dig into that with you today, um, since you're in the weeds with Abundelicious and, you know, Blueberry Connect, doing all these things in practice so we can learn a little bit about how you're handling things at this point. But kind of zooming out and starting at a high level, I know you've been coaching remotely for a long time. Um, just to level set with everybody who hadn't heard from you before, you want to talk a little bit about kind of the advantages that you've seen in coaching remotely and the tools that you're able to take advantage of and how you're able to fill in these gaps in between sessions in a unique way that, you know, other forms of coaching haven't allowed you to do before. Yeah, that's a great question. And obviously since COVID there's, you know, one very obvious answer to that, but I, I started coaching remotely long before COVID started I've been coaching remotely for about five but five years, mostly full-time. And I started even before that. Um, and it was for very selfish reasons. This, I, it was because of, of Chicago winters, uh, or at that time, Milwaukee winters, I wanted to get out of them and, um, and just bop around Costa Rica with, with the retreats I was hosting for unlimited chunks of time. Um, and so it, it was for very selfish reasons, but then what I saw was happening, um, sort of accidentally was that my clients were making breakthroughs during those periods of time, um, that they weren't when I was on location or, you know, when I was knee to knee, so to speak with them and just going session to session. So here, you know, I was off in, in Costa Rica or wherever um, and checking in with them more regularly, um, but not having our, you know, 30 minute, 60 minute sessions. And it, it was really remarkable what I saw was happening. And I, and I got obviously quite excited about it because and it was just ways that I could justify what I would do. <laughs> right. That's a nice <laughs> surprise, I would say. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was that was thrilling. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. So then it was just from there, um, full steam ahead for sure. Um, 
Yeah. So that's, you know, and nudge was how I made that happen, really. I mean, um, thankfully that was available because I know for a lot of the folks I work with um, through Blueberry Connect, they introduced remote coaching um, or in between session check-ins through like emails or texts, which is just not, it's not sustainable and it's not um, a very efficient way of doing it. So I, you know, not only did I luck out that this sort of worked out for my clients and therefore for my business overall, but I also found a way of doing it that was sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that's a big difference for sure. I'm curious if you can even remember back this far. Um, you know, five years sounds like a long time right now, but um, were you doing anything with clients as far as trying to track anything in between sessions? Like, pen and paper stuff or anything like that before you started uh, connecting remotely with clients? Not I think, gosh, it is hard to think back. (laughs) If anything, it was like, you know, how, how do your meals leave you feeling? So I work with a lot of like uh, gluten-free folks and um, people that are trying to identify okay, you know, is this food problematic for me or not? Um, And so I would have them track the way that a certain food would make them feel. And then that, yeah, that was just pen and paper or like, hopefully they'd remember, which is, you know, horrendously inefficient. Um, You know, most of us sort of think that we're working out more and eating healthier than we are, which is really sweet in a, in a way. Um, That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that happens, but then for you know the purposes of wellness goals and and things, it's not maybe that helpful to have that inefficient or, or uh, inaccurate, rather inaccurate. I don't know. Maybe optimism is a hell of a drug, Sarah. I'm not sure. It's true. It it really is. Yeah. And <laughs> no, it's it just warms my heart that that's what happens. But you know, sometimes we need that clarity. Yeah, I no doubt about it. Um, and so I'm I'm glad to hear for sure that Nudge helped fill in that gap, and you know, just being able to create trackers in the app and have clients tap a few buttons every day um, makes that a little bit easier for sure. And um, for everyone out there who is having clients literally write things down with pen and paper, I don't know how you keep up with it, but um, God bless you for it. Um, I guess diving into the season we're in, because um, this is a unique time for I think all, well, everyone, but also, you know, coaches who are working with clients on anything, you know, it's a a unique time for people in general who are trying to grow to be navigating all the crap that's going on around them and still try to grow in some meaningful way. So I'd imagine like coaches are seeing some unique challenges with, you know, keeping people's attention and engagement, um, you know, helping people stay on track and motivated, um, what are you seeing and what are some of the things that, you know, you're thinking about and potentially even implementing with clients while we're in this kind of weird, kind of gray, bleak time in our lives of navigating everything? Um, yeah, I mean, so when I first started coaching and I was, and I was getting the lay of the land, I was noticing, and, and some of this is Midwest specific because everyone in the Midwest loses their minds when summer comes because, you know, it, um, Fair it's point. thrilling three months. So um, some of it is Midwest specific, but overall what I was finding is, okay, people are, you know, end of November to 
end of December, people kind of fall off. Holidays are happening, they're busy. Then summer months, people fall off, they're very busy. Um, so since then I've sort of solved for those and, and my, my clients and my client load have been more consistent. And then there's February. Mm. February is a very interesting month, I think, for humans at large, at least, you know, in our, in our U.S. culture. But um, it's interesting for clients, both my Bundelicious clients and my Blueberry Connect clients. So for Bundelicious, I'm working with folks on wellness goals and Blueberry Connect, I'm working with other coaches, um, usually health coaches. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is the common denominator with, with both of these groups of clients is that we've taken on maybe a bit too much in January. Um, You know, there's that optimism again. um, So we've taken on a lot. Um, We've got kind of swept in with the current and um, or swept out with the current, I guess would be more accurate. We'll have to call Mac and ask, you know. Yeah, he can give us an update on that from St. Martin. (laughs) Exactly. Rough life that kid leaves. Um, So we get swept out with that current and then February comes and February is a month where like clients are, are disheartened. They're sometimes even feeling like they're mean. They're like, they're just discouraged. It's such a, it's such a um, frustrating month, I think for for all of us, but it's a unique month that requires a unique approach to coaching. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not, um, we don't have to be defeated as clients or as coaches in February. We just need to approach it a bit differently than the other months of the year. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, a good optimistic note to leave it, leave it on. Um, but yeah, I want to dig into that a little more. I mean, so, and, and for just a, a personal anecdote, I've sort of been dealing with this February blues thing ever since I started dating my now wife. So her birthday is March 1st and she hates her birthday because it's like right at the end of this just February bleakness, <laughs> you know? And so she always talks about she's had like one good birthday and that was when she was like in Charleston, South Carolina, and it was already beautiful on March 1st. She was just like going nuts because she had never had like a beautiful (laughs) weather birthday. But this is something I can totally empathize with on behalf of all of your clients too. Um, Even growing up in East Tennessee, which you wouldn't think about like Tennessee being miserable in the winter, but it's just gray and rainy for like three or four straight months. So even when it's not frozen everywhere, like in, you know, Chattanooga and outside Knoxville, where I grew up, um, it's just gray and everybody's pissed off the whole time. <laughs> so it doesn't even have to be cold. Um, so I'm sure people around the country are like, yep, I totally get this. But I digress from those anecdotes. When we're actually like getting down in the weeds with clients and understanding that, okay, we have to empathize and understand that they might be feeling a different way, a certain way about things right now. What can we do to like turn down the pressure a little bit? Um, what are the little things, little little hacks? I don't, I hate calling things hacks. I don't know why I did that. What are the little changes we can and adjustments we can make to help people get through that time? Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, it, what's important is to recognize that it's really starting in October. Yeah. So 
where we end up in February starts in October because it, it for most of us, starts in, with Halloween. Um, it starts with the candy of Halloween. Sometimes it even starts before that with like fall and okay, we want to start eating these autumnal foods and, and rich. Um, warming, yeah. yeah, rich foods. And, and that's, that's perfectly fine. That's in alignment with the season. That's great. But the swing that a lot of our clients experience is okay. Um, and, and for, for at least, at least health coaching clients. Um, so Halloween hits, okay, we've got the candy. Then November, we try to like, you know, create like a little bump up in our progress or whatever. Um, but we know what's coming and we know that Thanksgiving's coming. So yeah. it's, you know, it, it feels like a, you know, um, like it's in vain that we're doing this. So then, okay, Thanksgiving happens. Um, then the, you know, holidays start happening. Like it, it just, it's really hard to keep, um, to keep morale high and, and, mm -hmm stay motivated um, throughout that period of time. Okay, that's nothing new, we know that. January hits, and this is where I see things really derailing for folks. I, I like to, as a health coach, really encourage my clients to slow down in January. This is not the time when I recommend they do any kind of cleansing or detoxing. I promise you I could probably make a whole bunch of money if I went right. along with that and said, okay, I'm going to sell you this cleanse or whatever. Um, but it's, I've seen it set my clients up and therefore me up for failure in what, when I have done that in the past, because January, everyone's on this, like it, they're high. I mean, it, we're all walking around high off of this idea of we're going to fix our lives. Yeah. This um, whole new beginning. <laughs> It, and it is really intoxicating, yeah. um, but then it just sets us up for failure in February. And I, I'm so sick of, of watching that happen to my clients. And if there's anything I can do to help steer them in a, in a better direction, um, that's what I'm interested in doing. And so I really, in January, I really encourage them to step to step off that ledge of, you know, of all the intoxicating January marketing really is what it usually is, but January, you know, feels and, and, um, and kind of the culture of January and find something that will be sustainable, not just January 1st through January 10th, but January 1st through March 1st, mm -hmm. really. Um, and what does that look like now? probably about 20% of my clients actually take my advice on that because I yeah. get it. Like it's, it is again, it's so hard to avoid, right? It's just everywhere. Yeah. 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 And I, I fall into it myself. Like, and, and my Blueberry Connect clients fall into it too, where I'm going to start my business. I'm going to ramp up my business, all the stuff. So with them, it's not necessarily what they're doing with their health, but it's what they're doing professionally that might not be sustainable. So what I found works really, uh, really well, or, or at least better is to kind of let them, you know, let them do their thing in January, um, hold the space for that. And then when they start puttering out and kind of running out of gas, pulling back on the recommendations I'm making and instead really playing the part of, um, of like the bumpers, and like a bumper bowling alley, just like, yeah, yeah. like, we're okay, we're okay. You know, and, and encouraging 
the smallest of wins. So if, if I have a client who had like candy for breakfast, you know, just three pizzas for lunch, you know, whatever, ice cream for dinner, like say their day was a complete train wreck. If they had eight glasses of water that day, that is what I'm focusing on. And, and nudge obviously, you know, lets me do that. If it were just pen and paper, if it were pen and paper, A, they wouldn't, that day would just get lost. I'm doing right. it. Of course. Yeah. Watching us. Um, or, you know, we would leave stuff out. People like to track stuff they feel proud of and they like to not track stuff that they don't. So, you know, nudge being consistent every day with what cards are there, you know, what you decide to put in your program, there isn't that option to just sort of forget to track the stuff that we aren't feeling stellar about. Yeah. So, so basically point is find that, find that shiny object in their day and, and shine, you know, focus on that, put a magnifying yeah. glass on that, um, celebrate it and do it, do it consistently every day, celebrate the win. And that's what gets clients through February. I love it. So February fatigue is, is tackled by celebrating the wins as Dr. John would say, accentuate the positive. I'm a music nerd. I could do this all day. If we, if we wanted, I'm going to start making this a gag on this show. It's very dangerous, but I bet for every single segment, I could come up with a song lyric to match exactly what we're talking about. It's going to be a fun game. I'm going to play when Matt gets back. I'm not going to tell him I'm doing it and see if he notices. Um, Okay. I love celebrating the small wins. So even if things are sort of going off the rails, let's focus on the positive, give the positive feedback, keep building people up while they're dealing with the, the February fatigue, even COVID fatigue at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, What about like communication at this point, you find yourself communicating more or less, more frequently, smaller communications, what's going on there? Yeah, I'd say the communication is more frequent but smaller doses. I'm not sending tons of recipes. I'm not sending, you know, loads of, of tips or, or hacks, if you will, or mm. uh, recommendations. We're, we're, just, we're just trying to get through. Come March, absolutely, we're gonna jump back into all that stuff. We're gonna rev it up, um, level it up. But through February, it's just, it's more frequent touch points but lighter touch points, just checking in, again, celebrating any wins that are there and just trying to get them across, um, you know, across the hot lava that is Jan- that is February, across until March when we can start um, diving deeper again. Mm-hmm. So this kind of accentuates, is so one of probably the biggest focus of a coach during the online coaching remote coaching progress, like your first kind of, key indicator of your success is engagement, right? So this is really the time to focus on sustaining, sustaining, sustaining as best as we possibly can to get through this time. Um, What does, so what, as you're looking ahead to when, you know, the clouds part and the skies open and everything is beautiful again for everybody, um, what do you foresee kind of the transition looking like? And, and do you think things go straight back to normal for you and your clients? Or do you have a, a plan in mind for how you're transitioning back to the good times? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I, I really want my clients to walk away from February or, for, you know, from any period of time when we feel like we're just kind of stuck in 
molasses or mm -hmm. I like to think of molasses rather than mud, but like when we're just stuck um, and we feel like we're, we're moving so slowly and we can't break through, I, I like, I, I want us to walk away from those periods feeling like that was good training. Um, good training mm -hmm. for other situations in which we might feel like we have less agency, like when we're on vacation or like, you know, during the holidays when we're around family. If we can look at it that way, um, then I, I think it feels like it was productive. I think clients um, might feel like they're not doing enough right now, or they're not making enough progress, or not making progress fast enough, um, and, and they're just spinning their wheels. But I, I think it's so important to help them understand that that there is a lot of progress that's being made right now. It just looks a bit different. And when the, the sky's clear, um, they're going to be at such a, a vantage point and this sort of launching pad, um, or, yeah, this launching point to then be able to, to go further um, more, more sustainably because they went through this this period without giving up and just focusing on being consistent as possible because it's going to happen again right like there mm -hmm. there's going to be another february um yeah. god willing that you know there's going to be another period of time when we feel like we're stuck but if we can find the, those wins um and, and you know all be them very small at points if we can celebrate those we're going to be in, in such a good spot come march or come whenever uh, that sound that makes it sound so good. Like you just get through these times and everything will be fine, but they're going to come back again. So now we're prepared, right? Um, I guess the last piece I would I'd be curious to kind of dig in on, circling back to the very beginning of like, okay, these hard times are approaching. What like talk about the importance of kind of setting expectations up front leading into this period, and talking to your clients about what they should expect from themselves and what you're expecting from them and all that stuff. Are you able to kind of communicate in advance to kind of help them s prepare mentally and emotionally for this stuff? Do you feel like that's part of the role here? Um, and if so, you know, is there, are there any tips that you can, you can pass along for that stretch? Yeah, I think, I think doing just that is really the, ticket is yeah. checking in with expectations um, and helping sort of protect your client from themselves when it comes to expectations that are unkind, are um, unrealistic, and in some cases are just self-sabotaging, right? Mm -hmm. um, we're just setting ourselves up for failure at a certain point. So doing that more frequently. So I check in with my clients at least once a week about, okay, what, what's important this week? What do you really want to focus on? Yeah. And it's amazing to me, and I did the same thing, but it, I think it's just very human, but it's amazing to me how many times when I ask them, what's the one thing you want to focus on this week or this weekend, the next few days, what's the one thing that's really important to focus on? I get three things. I get four things. Mm -hmm. You know, or because and, and that again, that's so human to feel like we need to keep adding and stacking. So this is where th this is one of the best spots as a coach for you to come in and, and um, interject and your clients will really thank you for it. I say to them, like, 
Okay. Well, I, I asked for one, you know, let's okay. stick with that one. And they laugh because they know they're doing it. Um, but if, if you can help keep them focused on just that one thing that's super doable and manageable, that's coaching. Like that right there is coaching. Um, and, and if they can come out of that weekend, that day, that morning, um, whatever time period it is, if, if they can come out of it feeling like they got a solid win under their belts because you helped coach them to keep their, their expectations manageable, they're going to feel like a million bucks mm -hmm. and, and absolutely love you for it. And so that's, that is really, in my opinion, the trick to coaching in February or anytime really is coach that expectation, keep it manageable, keep them focused and then celebrate it on the other side. Yeah, that's so good. And I actually, I'm sure everybody else is having this feeling too. But as you were saying that, I was like, God, I think she can see my notebook from the beginning of this week where I was plotting out all the things I was going to accomplish and all the goals. It's like this stupid long list. And I know better. I mean, I work with, with clients who are coaches and coach them. But I still do it myself. It's unavoidable, right? Unless you're just constantly reminding yourself, hey, take a step back, take a step back. What's really important this week? Um, I love it. Um, and I, just, I was just talking to someone, and this is another side because I can't help myself, but we're having more and more conversations with um, coaches who have been trying to work online, but all that they could really imagine to do remotely is create an online course. And that's how they're teaching whatever they're trying to guide people through. Uh -huh. um, and I think what you explained there, which, which anyone who's done coaching in the past understands inherently, but needs to hear again from time to time is just the real value of that kind of wise voice to be there to draw you back and show you what's important again, because that gravity that sucks you into those details and the thousand tasks when you should just be seeing the one um, is a really defeating thing. Um, so that's really, really the magic. And that's one of the, one of the key things that we're trying to do at Nudge Coach this year is basically deliver something, provide something to coaches who have been trying to do things online, but felt like the best thing they could do is create an online course to help people figure something out or something along those lines. And, back up and say, no, you can do coaching online. Here's how you build it in. Here's how you work remotely with people. It's going to be great. Um, okay. Well, I think we've rambled on enough today. That was actually really, really insightful given the times that we're in. So I'm really excited we got to jump into that. I hope that's helpful to everybody else too. Do you have any kind of parting words as, as we break for today? I promise we're going to bring you back for more Fridays since um, I'm sure there's going to be demand for it after everybody hears this. Oh, I appreciate that. I always love joining you for these. Um, any other word? I mean, I think, I think if you do find that you're someone that adds a million things to your to-do list, I think it's honestly sometimes um, just the, the result of being a creative person, like a highly mm -hmm. creative person, um, because you make those connections and it gets exciting and then you write them down. Um, so I think feel, feel good about that, feel proud about that. Um, and then prioritize and then, you know, highlight one or two or, you know, and, and so I think that's what we can really do as coaches and, and what we can, you know, th that's why I personally use nudge is I, I can do that for my clients right there with the cards. It's, there's no confusion about it. It's, it's either in front of their faces on their screen or it isn't. 
<laughs> yeah. Very clear. Um, so yeah, no, I that's I think we we covered it all, but I I I love I love this topic because I think it we all know what to do when times are like we all know what to do for our clients in January first. Like there's no shortage mm -hmm. of resources and products and all that, but what do we do for them in February? Yeah. So true. Well, I think this will be really valuable. And so for everybody listening, uh, Nudge Coach Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you use, um, our YouTube channel, Nudge Coach. You can find us there if you like seeing our faces. That's sometimes fun, although I apologize for mine in advance. Um, but thank you for listening. We love you guys. I appreciate it. And we'll uh, see you again next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me.